Hello and welcome to SEO SES. Your hosts are me, Hannah Bryce, SEO manager at Holland and Barrett, and the magnificent, mighty, mysterious, and altogether wonderful Sarah McDowell, SEO specialist at LikeMind Media. We call ourselves SEO SES because we are there to answer your questions. We are a special answering service for SEO. So if there's ever anything that you're interested in learning about, you are very welcome to let us know. Otherwise, we'll pick the brains of ourselves and our wonderful guests. So before we get started today, we wanted to address something. With everything going on in the world right now, we wanted to make it really clear that we absolutely stand against racism and stand for equality in all forms. At the moment, the way we recruit guests is completely random. If we see a topic we haven't covered being discussed well online or in an article, we reach out. But more often than not now, we have people reach out to us to be a guest. So we know there's a lot more that we can be doing to make sure we get more diverse voices on our podcast. And if there's ever anything that you think we could be doing better, please do let us know. We'd also like to say that if there's anybody who would like to raise awareness or share experiences of, of racism in the industry or their lives in general, you are very, very welcome to use our platform or to talk to us at any time. If you want to learn more about what you can do, check out Black Lives Matter website. So thank you for Thierry, who was a previous guest on the show, for pointing this page out to me. Black Lives Matter is an international human rights movement which campaigns against violence and systemic racism towards black people. They have a page on their website titled Ways to Help and I will link to this page in the show notes and this page is full of petitions that you can sign and get involved with, links to charities and organizations that you can donate to, resources that you can read and learn more about racism and how it exists today. So definitely go and check that out. Educate yourself as much as you can on the subject and we can all work together to make change happen. This show is brought to you by the team at LikeMind Media. LikeMind Media help clients find their audience and start having conversations with them, whether that's on social media, content, or even podcasts, just like this one. We're actually using their podcasting equipment right now. They're super lovely people who take time to understand your business and think like Thanks, Hannah. Sarah, how are you? Not too bad. I have had a week of fails though. Oh God, go on. I just, you know, when you just have one of those weeks where things just don't go right. So for example, I love my coffee. And I think if you are a regular listener of the podcast, you'll know how much we go on about coffee. (laughs) It's one of the topics that we're quite passionate about with SEO. I have a coffee machine at home and on Wednesday last week I had my last pod before Curse was doing the weekly shop a couple of days later so the last pod so you know quality coffee after that it was just the instant I know I'm a snob I don't mind so I put my pod in and I only forget to put a flipping mug underneath the coffee machine nozzle and it wasn't until I heard the coffee machine end that I realized the awful coffee just went into the drip tray Oh, no. And I contemplated pouring the coffee out of the drip tray into my mug. And I was like, no, that's too far. (laughs) 
So that was fail number one. Fail number two was I ordered some shoes from ASOS and I forgot to update the delivery address. So it went to my old work, Edward Hansen Lewis. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. Oh, well, just don't bother. Yeah. Oh, and so that was, that was another fail. I mean, those are the two that I can think of the top of my head. How are you going to get those back? I, I don't know. I'm talking to ASOS right now and seeing what, what can be done. But yeah, just <laughs> so, so, so many fails. And I just keep having one of those, you know, when like you make, uh, so when I make Kirsten coffee, um, she has milk. And so many times I've ended up like putting the sugar pot in the fridge instead of the milk. And I, this week has just been one <laughs> of those. Sounds like you need a holiday. But yeah, so that's, that's my read. How about you? Yeah, all right. I've had a bit of self-reflection. So do you know all these people who are using lockdown as an opportunity to better themselves, learn, learn new skills. things, yeah, exercise, all those things. All I've done is add a few more baking recipes to my repertoire. That's it. Like, I, I, I've got a lot of work done, don't get me wrong. But other than that, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky if I'm putting makeup on or mousse in my hair. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know, like with the whole lockdown, there are days where I have to force myself to make an effort, like put clothes on that's not joggers and a jumper. Yeah. Put a face, like put makeup on. I I wore jeans the other day. Oh, I will say one thing, not wearing makeup as much has made my face feel a bit better. Good. Yeah. I I, I feel like if if you start wearing less makeup, you start to kind of um I don't know appreciate your face a bit more because you can kind of see what it looks like so, not oh, that I've ever slapped my... it on but this is what my face looks like <laughs> <laughs> never knew but although yes. it's risky because the amount of video calls that you have where let's be honest you're staring at your own face more than you are the person you're looking at on the well, video there was a study about that wasn't there that it like when you are doing a video call rather than looking at the person that you're talking to most people end up just looking at themselves yeah. and yeah, it's like that oh my face does that what what for me it's like my face pulls that that expression yeah. a lot yeah. or what's my face doing there or plus we use Microsoft Teams, so you can see you can see when people are looking at themselves because you're automatically in the bottom right hand corner so if somebody's looking at the screen they're not looking straight on they're looking down you know they're looking at themselves it's they're hilarious themselves out. yeah so it's, it's, it's harder to do it on teams i don't do it so much on teams well shall we get into talking about some seo oh yeah yeah let's do that yeah i mean we are an seo podcast so as much as i'm guessing our audience just love hearing us ramble on yeah i mean if anybody wants us to do an episode just on that (laughs) well yes let us know just a ramble you could join us and we could all have like a mass ramble but yeah it'd be very therapeutic for wow it'd be therapeutic for the people involved in the podcast but I imagine it'd be a bit of a headache for people listening. <laughs> well, do you know what? It's really good that you've said that because our topic, I think, will be very therapeutic, but yes. also a bit of a headache for other it's, people listening. So, it, yeah. It's nice. almost like I did that on purpose, Hannah. Oh, sorry. Stolen no, I'm just, I really didn't do it on purpose. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, today, we are talking about why it is so important to get SEO involved before designing a website. Now, I don't know how you feel about this subject, Hannah, but I think this is a bugbear of a lot of SEOers out there. So 
so many times SEO is an afterthought. So people think about, right, I'm having a new website. Having a new, how's it going to look? What's the layout? And then SEO is an afterthought. Mm. And it's just so frustrating because having SEO as an afterthought is quite detrimental. And I, I don't know what you I feel very, thoughts. very strongly about this. Come on, get a bit, get a mini rant out. <laughs> so I think it's great that a website looks good. Yes. But that, and by that, I mean graphics, colors, literally anything that's kind of aesthetic. But there's just, it's, if, it's, it's just absolutely no good whatsoever if no one's ever going to find it. So I, my analogy on this is always um, if you've got a, little, a shop and you've done, you've, you've fitted it out, you've spent thousands of pounds fitting it out. It's absolutely beautiful. You've got the best products in there. In fact, you've got the biggest diamond in the world. But no one knows where it is. No one's ever heard of it. And they're not going to find it. They yeah. are not going to find it. They can't get any directions to it. They, they just can't find it. So fat lot of good it is if it looks amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. And not only that, on, on the second part of the rant, people just think, okay, go and put your SEO copy, your SEO metadata, and then that's it done. They don't think about actually mapping the site, the taxonomy of it, making sure that actually the right things are in the mega nav, for example, your internal linking's all sorted. They don't think about the technical side of it, that you've got canonicals or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And even even like page speed and how and yeah. things that would slow down. Yeah, I, I do think this is a big topic and it needs to be addressed. And yeah. I think, and, and that's why we decided to do a whole uh, podcast on it. So we reached out to the wonderful Twitter community because we wanted to get other people's, so other SEO specialist opinion on this. And we got a really good response, didn't we? Yes, we did. So we got quite a few people. And I think, again, maybe lots of people wanted to get involved because it was quite therapeutic for them. (laughs) They could have a mini rant on Twitter. So what we're going to begin with is we're just going to go through what the community said and just sort of discuss it first and then we'll go through our own sort of opinions on the subject so to start off we have the first person who responded was natalie so her twitter handle is at natalie jw underscore so she said because you will pay double after as they have to work out how the site is built and unpick anything that is deemed bad practice. I could not agree more with this one. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead, Hannah. Well, it's almost that point where it's kind of, they, they, they kind of think, yep, job's done. Now you SEO it? Yeah. And it's kind of, again, like, then they have to work out that actually you can't change anything in the sitemap. You can't add anything to robots because it's on Shopify. Yeah. And then they have to try and work ways around that. Whereas if they'd have just got involved at the start, they could have mapped the site well enough so that it would automatically go into the right places. And Yeah. Yeah. And also, if an SEO is, start, is involved from the beginning, you can help the web designer and the web developer make smarter SEO choices. So, yeah. And, and you do end up paying double because if you've got the SEO involved in the start, like everyone's working together and you're going to get your finished product 
much sooner. Whereas if you have a website and then an SEO afterwards, the SEO mm. has got double the effort of going in, checking what's not working well, what can be doing better and finding ways around it. And sometimes there isn't ways around it because of the platform or how something's been coded or how the functionality of a site works. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or getting Google to notice things have been changed and therefore it just takes a hell of a lot more time. All that time you're missing out on money. Exactly. Okay, the next point um, was from Dan Rice at I am Dan Rice on Twitter. So Dan says, otherwise you will spend ages unpicking all the problems hard-coded into your site by an overzealous developer. It's always worse when they tell you that the SEA will be done, so you don't need to do any more work after launch. Oh my God. When a developer's like, don't worry, there's SEO in there. We've we put Yoast in there. It's all sorted. You don't need to, no, no, Yoast is in there. It's got Yoast. I don't, I don't understand what you mean. SEO's in there. What? Ah! Yes. I mean, I think Dan has pretty much hit the nail on the head with this one. And it's yeah, painful I'm, nail that one, Dan. It, it was. And I think we've all been there where, and I do think, sometimes like web designers and web developers do you think that they've done they've ticked the seo box not really understanding and also there's the point that seo is an ongoing thing yeah yeah so you can't just say oh we've set yourself we've we've done your website and we've ticked off seo you don't have to worry about it that's it you wouldn't just stop putting pictures on there would you you wouldn't just be like okay this it's got a homepage. Now we don't ever need to add any more content, any more pictures. Yeah. We don't need to add any more Twitter and not tweeting. We don't need to add any more services. We don't need to add any more products. <laughs> That's it. No, no, it's there. It's still done. What are you on about? I mean, I think, yeah, I think, I, I, I think I'm happy to move on with that one. I'm going to have to take my top off. I'm getting hot. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> yes. So the next person who reached out to us was the Millennial Shrug. So their Twitter handle. So definitely go and check out these people's Twitter handles. So at Luke Davis SEO, and I'll also link in the show notes. Show notes. Uh, but Luke said, or the millennial shrug said, because SEO should be part of the marketing strategy at the start, in the middle, and with ongoing improvements. Wait and see could cost you big time. Now this, Hannah, how many times do we say that SEO should be like whatever marketing you're doing every, you need a joined up approach yes so you've got this big machine. oily marketing machine Yay. where seo email content social is all working together and seo needs to be interwoven is that why or just woven go ahead woven yeah. so <laughs> seo needs to be woven into the strategy because because it is a fundamental it is like it's it, yeah um, it me out here yeah it absolutely supports everything so whether it's like a, a campaign and if you've got something where you, you need links to a page or a landing page or something like that if you leave seo out that page is not going to perform you involve them they'll make sure it does yeah yeah could not agree more with you there hannah and the millennial shrug yes thank you the millennial shrug <laughs> Uh, next one, so Dara Ninilali, who is at D N E N E R L A L L Y. So D Ninilali. His comment is so that it's not built with Wix. Now oh. I think one of our very first podcasts was about do like SEO and Wix. So if you want to have a good laugh and listen to our poor sound quality back then, 
definitely check that one out. You've planned that one. It was it was really good, I think, because and I'm sure Wix has changed a bit since then, but it's just um, a site that has massive limitations. Mm. I mean, because I think so. We did an episode because I did a I wrote a article about SEO and Wix in time. That was is, it. Yeah. What was it called? Is no, the episode was was is Wix evil? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're kind of uh, a bit biased in the title. Yes, a bit biased. And I mean, like you say, Wix, Wix has its pros and cons. So I don't want to upset any one at Wix, but a good thing about Wix Just go is... for it, upset them. <laughs> no, <laughs> I want to be liked by everyone, <laughs> Hannah. But what I will say, a good thing with Wix is that it's a really easy to use website builder, isn't it? It's drag and drop and it's really easy. So I mean, I can see Hannah's face and I can just, I can tell that she's going to go off on one here, but it does have its limitations and Wix has improved and it has been working on ways to better how it performs in Google and the issues that it has and why they're an issue when it comes to SEO. But I, if, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't personally pick Wix. That's exactly the point I'm going to pick up on. And all I'm going to say is that if you involve an SEO, they can tell you which platform is going to actually work hardest for you mm. for whatever price bracket you've got. So I think Dara's point's really, really good because if you did involve an SEO, if they involved you, Sarah, yes, you'd have been like, no, nah, I don't use Wix. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Agreed. So another person who responded to what was the question that we said? why an SEO needs to get involved before website design. There we go. Becky from Reflect Digital. So we Becky, Becky. Huh? we love Becky. We do love Becky. Uh, she has been a guest on the show as well. And her handle is at Becky Reflect. So I like hers and it's a bit analogy. So you're going to be all over this, Hannah. So her response was, you wouldn't start building a house without truly understanding what rooms and facilities it needs. Having SEO considered from the start is key to delivering a performance-focused website that can deliver ROI based on the business objectives. I love that. Absolutely love it. You wouldn't have a house without a loo. Otherwise, you just end up with a load of crap all over your website, <laughs> which is what happens when you don't involve an SEO. Um, let's just move on from that. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, well said. <laughs> uh, next one is Jacob Stoops at Jacob Stoops. Again, we, we another person that we love. He also uh, been on the uh, podcast as well. Yes. Again, we're not biased to guests or anything, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jacob says, as an SEO, I spend a lot of time unraveling issues stemming from being brought in after a new design has been pushed live rather than before. Many of the issues could have been addressed had we just been a part of the process. Terribly inefficient, but gives me a job. A good SEO brought in early can help solidify your site's tech foundation, help you take advantage of exposure opportunities, example, schema, maximize user experience, example, speed, can ensure that your content speaks to your users' needs and that data makes decisions, not designers. Not that designers and developers are bad, but there are times when I've seen websites fall into things because of designer slash dev choices that align more to comfort or experience level, etc but that don't take into account the full picture and that can be detrimental to organic. Now I mm. love the kind of like disclaimer Jacob's used there because uh, designers and devs are also our best friends. Yes. I mean, I couldn't code and design a website. That's not my speciality. And 
devs and designers do an awesome job at that. It's just about getting SEO and web designers working together. Yeah, it's like, I think it's that's like the whole point. Analogy. It's we, we've given a floor plan. We've said what materials to use and then they're going ahead and building it. They're mm. building it in whatever color they can decorate it, however they like. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, a big thing in SEO is user experience. So web designers and web developers are going to be really good at that because they... Sometimes. Oh, sometimes. sometimes. All the time. Again, think speed. Think slamming on an eight megabyte picture on a homepage. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it just goes to show we just need to work together and, yeah, get pally with developers and designers and... and buy them chocolate. <laughs> buy them chocolate. Move them. I uh, did because, that I did that. Uh, have you? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. And I would do it again. <laughs> but I think, but Jacob does make a good point that about, you know, where he says terribly inefficient, but gives him a job. Yeah. And, <laughs> but then I think the point is that the whole thing about this is getting SEO involved a bit sooner. Yeah. Yeah, bring um, them as part so, of the team. Make them feel yeah. part of your team, guys. And this, uh, I mean, I had this, so one of our clients, they set up, and they were setting up a blog for their website. And before they even set it up, they were asking my opinion and input. And I was like, flipping love you. <laughs> I was like, yes, this is the right way of doing things. <laughs> okay, so um, those are what, those are some examples of people who answered us on Twitter. So thank you very much for everyone who yes, got involved you. there. We, like I said, we'll link out to people's Twitters, Twitters. So shall we go through some of our reasons go ahead so i'm going to start with javascript large image images video so all of these things can have a very negative impact on page load speed which is very important if you've got a designer who cares about user experience they might care about page load speed like you said earlier but sometimes not enough to stop them putting flashy move graphics on almost every page so so yeah it's just about having the balance isn't it so you want a website to be cool and amazing and really interactive but you've got to think about it okay how is this going to perform like because user experience isn't just amazing things that happen on the website it is page low speed because yeah. if a page takes longer than what what is it uh, the bench, yeah, I think the benchmark is two seconds at the moment, isn't it? So Google says try and aim for pages to load within two seconds because if people are waiting longer, yeah, five seconds, six seconds, there's been gone. so many times where I'm gone. I'm yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not waiting, especially on mobile as well. Yeah, I love how you grabbed your mobile. Then I can see you. It's so nice to see you and talk to you on these for change. Um, <laughs> but on that point as well, another another point where. <laughs> Stop sticking your tongue out at me. Another, another point where, again, dev slash designer slash UX slash SEO all need to work together are headings because I could name some sites where they've got multiple, multiple H1s on their pages. They're very important pages and it's really bad. Do you know what I mean? So, and it's hard to change that. And, it's hard to change it especially from the outside but also sometimes from the inside so trying to then get those changed to be not hate ones can be incredibly difficult exactly next point is 
how mapping and navigation is key to success. So already touched on this in sort of the mini rant in the intro. But if you leave that part to a designer, they could screw up important pages that you really need. So it could be that, for example, you've, you've got a marketing agency website and you've not put your services on there, but it's okay because you've got one services page and that covers everything. And you've got a couple of links to blogs talking about special services or something like that. If you had one of your SEOs look at, have a really good look at that, they might say, okay, have services, have a drop down, have social media in there, have SEO, have all of your different services because it's going to make a big difference from an internal linking point of view. So I've got um, a really good example of, of, of this when I worked for an agency and we changed the, the nav for um, a law firm and sessions actually increased by 600%. Yeah, it, and it was, the redesign was to make it like faster, easy to navigate, all that kind of stuff. But by clearing things up and making the most important pages dominant, it made such a massive, massive impact. And I do think people sort of forget how important like the mapping structure, internal linking and navigation it all is. And yeah. it is, it's like, oh, come on. Like, I mean, that, that says it all 600% after yeah. changing that just goes to but show how important. It takes research. It takes somebody to actually look at it, look at keyword research, look at internal search volumes, all of that kind of stuff. Mm. Because if you're just going based off of, oh, I don't think that's important or, or that's this person's area and there's only one person who works in that department, so it's not important. Don't ever go off of just what you think. Go off mm. the data. Yes, we have data nowadays, so use it, people. Use it. To, <laughs> data can help you make better informed decisions. Data is our friend. <laughs> like some of our Twitter experts mentioned, is it going to be easy to edit yourself as an SEO or is it going to be hard coded so that you have to get a developer to change things every time you want to change a heading or add an internal link? Now, this is uh, like if you're having a website, please, please, please have this conversation with the web developer that it is easily editable and that because I think Paula you know one of our previous guests mm -hmm. um she was saying that some of her clients they don't have access to the back end of their website so they can't change things or anything like that and it's just yeah that's a bit of a nightmare isn't it because you're gonna if you want to be successful you, you don't want to be creating obstacles so if you've got a website that is just all hard-coded then anything that uh, that you want to do to improve SEO you're gonna have to ask the developer to do and that's just not the best efficient way of doing things is it would you like an analogy always I reckon it's like buying a nice brand new spanking car you've, you've got exactly the color you want all that kind of stuff but then you can't actually drive it yourself. The people who've given it to you are like, oh, no, no, you can only go in this if we drive it for you. Oh. You come along, but you can't drive. Yes. And it's exactly the same thing. Why? Why would you sell someone a car and not let them drive it? Why would you sell someone a website and not let them use it? Or it's like buying a dress that you're not allowed to wear, but the people who've sold it to you have to wear it and you have to watch them wear it. My yeah. analogies aren't as good as yours. Moving well, on. I like it. I still like it. Um, internal linking on its own is there a space to be able to do this so for e-commerce sites is there the capability to add banners or accordions where you've got where you can have extra text for adding a link within a sentence that actually makes sense so you want to do internal linking mm -hmm. how can you do that 
Yeah. You know I mean? and, and if there's no way of adding a banner or even just adding a link into text, you can't, sometimes it's not as easy as relying on blogs. No. Or, or article copy or paid copy for that. Sometimes you actually want to add things that grab a user's attention. So like we say, like banners, that kind of thing. And like being able to add in copy at the top of a page, the bottom of a page, wherever you want. So trying to find all of these things out, it's the kind of thing that, again, an SEO should be able to recommend to you to be able to say, okay, on this page, you need to be able to have the capability to add in slots here for when you need them. Yes, definitely. Now, I know when, when you're talking about accordions, you're talking about menu. But whenever, it's like a drop down for like, yeah. like more information or something like that. But whenever someone does say that, I always have a picture of a man, jaunty little man, playing an accordion. <laughs> Just a little uh, snippet into Sarah's brain sometimes. You're welcome, land- everybody. <laughs> landing pages. Where do you want people to land from Google and how much context is on the page? Yes, images, but where's two people? I mean... I have so many conversations or see so many homepage or important pages that is there's no text or a few lines of text. And it's like, oh, if you only have 50 characters to play with, that's realistically, that's not going to give you much context to users who reads words or to search engines. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah, what? no, it's very true. Oh. I was wondering what, what made you laugh. No, it's just 50 characters is nothing for people who no. read words. And it, like people do read words. If you're on a website, you want to make sure you found the right place. Sometimes images don't always cut it. Yeah. And I mean, you need, you need a balance, don't you? So yes, you want images and you want visual because people are visual, but you need words as well. Not only because obviously Google needs that, but also people. Like yeah. you I'll have people. Example. Yeah. If you've got um, like an eyebrow salon, and you've got these beautiful pictures of amazing matching eyebrows on your homepage. And it just says eyebrows, come to us to get your eyebrows sorted. And what I'm actually looking for is, what's it called? Micro, microblading. microblading. Yeah. But it doesn't say microblading anywhere in your navigation or anywhere on your homepage. And I'm like, these guys don't do that. These guys don't even yeah. do it. Because so, I'm not going to be bothered to look. If, if you're just saying get your eyebrows done, I'm going to maybe just assume you're just going to wax them for me. Yeah. So this goes back to your earlier point. So where you gave the example of sorting out this menu structure for the, the mapping. Yeah. The mapping. But you've you've got to know your audience and what they're searching for and what terms they use because if you've not got those anywhere on your website, how do people know that they're in the right place? Yeah. Make it easy for them. My final point that I'd like to bring up is Ask yourself, how are you going to be accountable to measure the site if you've not had input from the start? So how many companies have gone back to an agency or the company that's created them a website to say, yes, it looks amazing, but when will I start getting leads or inquiries? If you've not got an SEO involved in it, it's not going to roll in. Unless you've got, unless you're just driving traffic from an amazing social media account, from handing out business cards, from, I don't know, out of home billboards magazines whatever but I tell you what most people are now especially now use the internet to search for things Mm. so make sure they can find it on google and I'd even go as far to say so when when you are researching into like a, a web design company to to approach and stuff 
have the conversation about conversions. So do they know or is one of their passions about creating pages that look good but actually work? So do they actually, so when a page is put together, are they thinking this looks great, we'll do this? Or are they thinking we'll take people on this journey because we want people to convert. We want to get people to either fill in a form, download something, pick up the phone. And when they're designing a page, are they thinking about that? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yes. And I think that leads on nicely to the last point. And we've said it throughout the whole episode is that you need both. So you need an SEO involved at the start of the process at the same time as the website designer and developer. So we've said this throughout, but it's very, very important, Folky Wokes. Folky Wokes, who am I? They need to work together. They need to consider user experience in everything they do. They need to consider how everything looks in everything they do, and they need to consider SEO. Hannah, say it with me. In In everything Everything they they do do. (laughs) beautiful so I feel a lot better after getting that off my chest how about you absolutely yeah I feel like um this is actually the first podcast where we've not interviewed somebody for a while it's the third podcast podcast that we've just done together yeah I feel like we needed this one yeah we needed it we obviously we love getting other guests and picking and talking to other people but I did say to Hannah I do love the episodes where it's just us two (laughs) as well equally as much yeah sometimes we need to just be able to uh get well get stuff off our chests yeah good rant and yeah and the job's a good one right so I'm uh grinning because this time I have been put in charge of this week's feature. Eek. So uh, Hannah's probably pooing her pants right now. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully you're not pooing your pants. So this week's feature. So obviously we were talking about website and web di- website design. So I was thinking, okay, what's the tenuous link? What can I quiz Hannah on? <laughs> so what I've gone with is, so Hrefs posted a top 100 most visited websites in the US as of 2020. So we're going to do a higher and lower. I like it. So I've picked out, so there was loads of people, well, there was 100. We're not going to do all 100. Do not fret. But I've picked out a few and you have to tell me whether the next website got higher or lower traffic so far in 2020. Awesome. That makes sense. When was it published, by the way? Was it after coronavirus or oh, oh. not that we're after that or was it during? Um, when was it posted? 12th of May. Oh, okay. Yeah. 12th cool. of May this year. That helps me. Context. Like it. I mean, I feel like you just cheated a little bit there, but I you know, we use over that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'll start you off and can I just get something off my chest or admit something? Yes. I had to Google how to say these say these numbers. <laughs> numbers? Yeah. So it's how much traffic they've got. Yeah. So obviously, so YouTube in 2020, they've so far had 1,625,928,544 visitors to their website. Okay. So you needed to see what the parameters for billion were. I just need to know how to say the numbers. <laughs> okay, get you. No, I think that's fair enough. 
I even asked Kirst and she didn't know. No, well, okay. we don't really use it very often, do we? So we're starting with YouTube. Okay, yeah. Don't have to say it again. That's fine. Thank you. So you know you know how much traffic they've got so far, 2020. <laughs> okay, so next up, Twitter. Do we reckon higher or lower? Lower. Ooh, you are correct. <laughs> so lower, but still very up there in the traffic numbers. Twitter so far is 535,672,329. Amazing. Okay. By the way, guys, YouTube is effectively searched. Twitter is not as much search. So again, kind of a bit like a Google. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they say, um, don't they say that after Google, YouTube is the next most used search engine? That's interesting. Well, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I only make sense, Hannah. Reddit, higher or lower than Twitter? Lower. Yes. So, uh, Reddit, 184,283,420. Mm. Okay. Amazon. Higher. Yes. You got that right. So far, Amazon, 492,468,801. I'm losing the plot here. <laughs> How about Facebook? Higher or lower than Amazon? Oh, that's, that's probably the hardest one so far. Is it, are we talking sessions here? Top 100 most visited west websites by search traffic. Ah, search traffic. So we should I have said that from the beginning? Yes. <laughs> they Go pulled on. the top 100 most visited sites by organic traffic in the US and worldwide. I reckon. As of 2020. Facebook is lower than Amazon then. You reckon Facebook is lower than yeah. Amazon? No, higher. Oh, I don't Ugh. like Facebook at all. I really don't like Facebook. So Facebook, well, 512,567,207 people like it. Get off Facebook, guys. Come on. Healthline, higher or lower? Healthline. Hmm. Then Facebook. Yeah. Lower. Yes. Well done. They a competitor are... of ours, potentially. Oh. Content competitor. Oh, is that why you were like, Healthline? I know. I was like, why are you giving a shout out to one of oh. my online competitors? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very impressive. Very impressive, Healthline. TripAdvisor, higher or lower than Healthline? Lower. No, higher. What about coronavirus? What? Yes. Why are people... Okay, fine. Well, maybe more people are more concerned about when the net's going to go on a holiday rather than dealing with coronavirus. Well, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm more bothered about when I'm net's going to go on a glorious holiday. <laughs> I mean, there's bigger issues at stake, just yeah. putting that out there. <laughs> there's Don't no context to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> so TripAdvisor is higher than Healthline at 107 million Five hundred and forty-seven thousand two hundred and twenty-five. IMBD, higher or lower than TripAdvisor? Higher. Yes. Yes. People I checking thought, out films. Yeah, everyone's checking out films. One hundred sixty-eight million six hundred eighty-six thousand one hundred and thirteen. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. LinkedIn. So this is US. Remember. LinkedIn, higher or lower than IMBD? Higher. No. Damn it. I was, I was surprised nah. at this. Lower. 
So LinkedIn, 71,106,847. Crikey. I'm really good at saying numbers now. Just saying. And last on the list, because it is the US. Um, I don't think anyone uses this in the UK. Maybe they do. Anyway, I'm rambling. Craigslist, higher or lower than LinkedIn? Higher. Yes. I would have gone the other way. But... Isn't it like a bit like an eBay? Yeah, well, it's literally you list anything, don't you? Ah, good like I think, I don't think is it, it's as strict as like eBay. A bit like a gum tree. Yeah, but I imagine, so you can like, all, all sorts goes on Craigslist. Where I've got a good story about gum tree. Okay. So this isn't my story, but somebody was selling <laughs> yeah, a yeah, washing machine. Yeah, yeah, this is about a friend, people. <laughs> Someone Air was quotes. selling a washing machine and the guy came round and said, I'm not going to buy this off you until I've seen that it definitely works. So I've got some washing in the car. I'm going to bring it out and you put the load on for me. And so she was like, okay, this is a bit weird, but okay, fine. And then put the washing on. And he obviously went away for an hour and she went back to the washing machine and the clothes had gone. The washing machine was still there. He just wanted, he saw on Gumtree how to get his clothes washed for free. I mean, round of applause to that man. That is really <laughs> thinking outside the box. Amazing. Like that actually exists. Well, I don't, but you obviously did. Some, somebody, it was a friend of a friend or something like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's one of my favourite stories. <laughs> Good, isn't it? <sighs> wow. Very awkward. Better, better sort of, yeah. Um, so I need to say the number for Craigslist, don't I? Oh, go on. 86,673,328. Boom. Boom. There we go. I... T- don't suppose you were counting how many you got right and wrong. <laughs> I was to start with because I didn't get any wrong after I got the first four right and then I started getting them wrong and thought, oh, forget it. Well, I've, I'm always such a rubbish quiz master, aren't I? Because I have no idea. How many um, were there? Ten. Oh, I definitely got more than five. Okay. Let's we just agree that you won. Yeah. Well done, Hannah. What Round of applause. No, uh, well, there's no forfeit, so okay. unfortunately. Can I have a pen? I'm running low on pens. Okay. Uh, Can I win a well, pen? I've got this, um, we're on Zoom right now, so I'm, this pen, well, I've got a MyPosio pen. Oh, the MyPosio one, definitely. There we go. Thank you. There we go, folks. So that brings us to an end of this week's SEO SAS podcast. Yes, please don't forget to get involved and contact us if you do want to be a guest. Remember what we said at the start of the episode, please. Yes. Also, if you have any questions or anything like that, you can contact us hello at seosas.com or on twitter seo underscore sas or sarah mcduck or seo sas hannah um i'm still not that active on it i do forget about it most of the time yeah you better to contact me on linkedin to be honest yes also on linkedin reviews yes so um if you are a regular listener or not if if you've just come on and you quite like us please do subscribe because subscribers helps the algorithm and all that um technical jazz and if you're feeling very very generous then a review also helps because we like think people saying nice things about our podcast don't we hannah yeah thank you to everybody has said nice things whether it's to us or on the reviews we we love it yeah so like we get like random tweets now and then random emails we've checked reviews and it's so nice because obviously we uh we we enjoy doing it and a lot of work goes into these podcasts so it's really nice to hear that um people are actually getting stuff out of it (laughs) so that's good isn't it It um i will also say that we are now on patreon 
So Patreon is a platform that supports projects like this podcast. And there's basically you can, you can become a member of SEO, SES. So there's two different levels. So uh, there's a pound a month or there's five pound a month. And basically, if you do pay and support the podcast um you just you get access to additional benefits like bonus episodes question and answer sessions with us with guests check us out on patreon to find out all the bonus and extras that you get so head on over to patreon spout p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash seo ses podcast or Go to patreon.com and in find a creator, search for SEO SES and we'll come up. So if you want to become a member and get additional stuff, that's how you do it. And yes, I that there's no no more words from my brain and mouth. What about you, Hannah? Um, can we have some more numbers? What number would you like? I'd like <laughs> 715 trillion. You said it yourself. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> right um, thanks for listening but yes thanks for listening and until next time guys goodbye stay safe keep washing those hands